all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB Public Media app. Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Being and believing, those are two of Sal Levine's four B's of life. Being, belonging, believing, and benevolence. In the previous two weeks, unrelatively speaking, we've covered belonging and benevolence, and today we'll cover the last two, being and believing. Believing in the spiritual sense gives us moral compass, but I also want to talk about believing in ourselves. That belief can change our lives, and not believing may be holding us back, preventing us from being the best we can be. Coming up right after the news on Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking. Good morning, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Well, being and believing are two of the four B's of life that Dr. Salavine has written pretty extensively about. The four B's, if you've listened to the two previous shows in the previous weeks, um, are being, belonging, believing, and benevolence. Well, in the two previous weeks, we've covered belonging and benevolence. So today, I want to go over the last two, being and believing. Now, Solovine wrote about believing in the spiritual sense um, and that it gives us a moral compass. But I also want us to talk about believing in ourselves and how much that can mean in allowing us or how important that can be in allowing us to become our best selves and how, if we don't believe in ourselves, how it can really hold us back from being our our whole person and really living life like we need to. Um, today, I'm delighted that we have um, Jermaine Flood. Good morning, at, uh, Doc. At, yeah, good morning. She's with us today to sort of help us talk through this. And um, as we're moving along, I'd love to hear from you, our listeners, about your thoughts. I have several questions for you, but before I throw those out, I want to kind of set the stage for for where I want to go with this. Okay, so let me just sort of define for you. I think these are really important issues. From a personal standpoint of being, 
what that means is sort of being grounded and at ease, having inner peace, uh, being comfortable with who you are, okay? Insight that you have a realistic image of yourself. So you don't think you're great and fabulous all the time, but you have, um, but you're not demeaning to yourself. Okay, grateful to who you've become instead of always thinking back of what you could have become. So to to center, you know, we talk a lot about being in the here and now and how important that is. That's part of being, being in the here and now. Grateful for where you are, who you are, not boastful, okay? Understanding your strengths and your weaknesses, but also um, that potential, appreciating maybe even your weaknesses and understanding that's just part of you and realizing that it's part of everybody. And and if we think that there is that perfect person out there, we are likely just wrong. No one is perfect, okay? We also, in the being of things, work to overcome those negative pieces. And then finally, the forgiveness. We've talked a lot about forgiveness over the the last several years, un, unrelatively speaking, because it's really important. Forgiveness of ourselves, not just forgiveness of others, but if you're truly being who you need to be, you have to forgive yourself for perhaps past mistakes, past errors, past lack of accomplishment or whatever it is. So, you know, you want to be empathetic and kind and generous to others, but it's really important in being who you are to be all of those things to yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jermaine, what do you think about that? I agree to all of this. I think you were defining me. No. Uh, but really, when it comes down to being, um, it's a, it's it's somewhat of a innate skill that you have to... Um, have to you know conjure up over the years yeah you have to practice you you truly do have yeah. to practice it yeah some of us more than others some of us are mm-hmm. more comfortable in our own skin mm-hmm. and that's kind of why I put these two the being and then believing together mm-hmm. um, like I said in the beginning Saul Levine was talking a lot about believing in the spiritual sense having some moral grounding and the like but I wanted to add to it um, to to talk also about believing it in our our own sense that allows us to to be um to to be who we are so you know the the believing in yourself is is i think as important as anything um making sure that you believe that you have self-worth mm-hmm. that you have value as a human being that you have some self-confidence. Uh-huh. A lot of people um, do so much negative talk, and we'll talk more about that negative talk and how bad it is, that self-negative talk. Uh-huh. So to to have not just self-worth, but self-confidence and, and a positive attitude about who you are, what you can do, uh-huh. what your qualities are, 
and and to judge yourself on a fair plane mm-hmm. like you you do others perhaps mm-hmm. you know to to also have that faith in yourself um here's an important one that i think sometimes we forget autonomy the the ability to be able to operate on your own to to have the confidence in yourself and believing in yourself that you really don't have to have other people out there. You know, when we talk about being alone and lonely and things such as that, um, we we often are are feeling like those feelings because we don't have a good sense of autonomy and can't get comfortable operating on our own. Mm. And then um, one other that's that the experts called environmental mastery, which kind of didn't make sense to me, but as I've read more about it, that environmental mastery is the belief that that what you do, that your efforts in life, can really result in changes yeah. so that, you know, you have the autonomy to do things, but then what you do and the belief in yourself allows you to perhaps make changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You know what this reminds me of? Mm. A song. Um, Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Basically, you take a look at yourself yeah. and realize your real self. And you have to be okay with that. And sometimes you have to ask yourself again for forgiveness and give yourself forgiveness for the things that you don't do um, the way you'd want them to. Yeah. Or things that don't go your way or things like that. So to be able to um, do that and be able to realize yourself in a real sense, like you say, you know you're not too pretty, but you know you're not ugly. <laughs> you're grounded as to who you are right, you're, and you're right. kind to yourself always important to be right, kind to right, yourself right. and even in a positive sense let's just say they call it self-deprecating but I call it um, I guess self-deprecating positively I know I'm not the best dancer so I'm going to tell somebody look I'm a great talker but I, I don't dance and it's not to be like oh I don't need you to be like yeah yeah you can dance no I realize yeah. I am not it's a good okay. dancer, and it's okay. And I'm comfortable in my skin. Right. I'm not going to apologize. I'm just going to tell you at the beginning, I may not be able to follow everything you do. Right. So, yeah. Right, right, right. Well, let's hop on the phones. We have Adam from Biloxi who's going to talk to us about his thoughts on believing. Hi, Adam. Thanks for calling. Well, good morning. Thank you, ladies. Um, I really wanted to actually pose a question and get you guys' thoughts on being and believing uh, when it comes to, I think, you know, some pretty important and sort of uh, issues that are kind of top of mind for our country today mm. uh, is, one, uh, the concept of, oh, excuse me, the concept of uh, race as far as how that plays into mm-hmm. being and believing because our state generally um, assigns a race to an individual and how that would play into uh, someone's life positively, uh, mm. negatively, and also um, sexual orientation. Mm. Things like 
transgender or uh, homosexual, heterosexual. Wow. You are posing some some excellent questions slash thought generators here, I think, because um, as I think we all know, uh, you know, I've said this on radio so many times, uh, race, race is a social construct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we made it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Um, Race does not define culture, Mm -hmm. and it obviously does not define who you are. So, but what has happened through that is it perhaps has affected some individuals' ability to think about themselves as as valuable as they really are. That to to really have the belief that they are they are really Mm -hmm. as as great as equal. Um, the other thing, and and I think um, gender identity, same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so many for so 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 many years, people hid because they felt that you know, if they were homosexual, that it was it was shameful. We we all know that it is normal, and one of those things that it's it's taken. So very many years to even get where we are, and we're still not there yet. Mm-hmm. So, Adam, wow, <laughs> you are you are believing you you are believing you are bringing some some very significant topics up. <clears throat> Excuse me, no, that, you're fine. And you yeah. know, I was thinking about the race issue. Um, I, I'm I'm an African American, of course. Um, and then an African-American who has grown up most of her life in the state of Mississippi, not from the state. I had parents who were in the military. Um, but as an African-American growing up, and I talked to a lot of my coworkers about this, we, we were told things coming up. So certain opportunities that were afforded to certain people weren't going to be afforded to us or in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess on a child's psyche, if you keep hearing these things reiterated to you over and over again, you could develop, you know, a, a, an issue where it's going to be like, well, look, I, I'm not going to have the same opportunities. I'm not going to be able to do that. So what? Uh, so why your, even try? Why even try? Right. But on the flip side, you have your other parent who or somebody else who's saying, well, you can be anything and you can do anything. You can be who you want to be. And because of that, I think um, I, I got not only my dreamer quality where I could be and I could do whatever I wanted to do, but I also got the reality of the situation that certain things aren't going to be as easy for me. Um, it didn't taint me in a, in a non-positive way. It actually helped me to get to my state of being Yeah, where I realize things and I know that certain things go this way, certain things go this way, but I am okay with that and I'm still prosperous inside of my being yeah. because of how I was raised. Yeah. And that, that. Go ahead, Adam. I mean, I love that. I love both of your um, feelings and perspectives and thoughts. It, it just, I'm from Mississippi, uh, grew up here. I um, just feel as if it's one of those social constructs that may have outlived its purpose. Mm. I mean, knowing, you know, one's nationality. That's, that's, that's awesome. We know uh, where that person's family, you know, could have originated that sort of thing. But a, but a description based off 
one's color or physical appearance. You know, I, 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 I just don't see my opinion is that it, it only serves to divide us. Right. I think you're right, and I'm sure that, that other listeners are out there thinking the same exact thing you are. I'd, I'd love to hear from others, though, about what, what your thoughts are. You know, I think many of us struggle with believing in ourselves. I think many of us struggle, some of those struggles could have been grounded in the way we were either raised, as Jermaine mentioned, by our parents, or the model that we were given by others, or things that were said. So listeners, did you have a parent who raised you to believe that you were capable? Or did you grow up feeling like there were some things that were just not possible for you to do? Did you have a parent or some people around you who focused more on your physical attributes? I think many women grew up thinking that if they were not beautiful, that they didn't have opportunity. Um, and, and, and maybe that is the same for men. But um, I will say that, that I had a model. Uh, um, I, had, I had parents who raised me to believe as a small Lebanese American woman um, I could do anything, anything that any man could do. Well, there's some things I probably can't lift as much or reach as much. Same. But, <laughs> you know, it was very clear to me. So, listeners, did you have that model? And if you didn't, um, what helped you learn that you could overcome um, that kind of message that you felt like you were getting? Susan Buttress here with Jermaine Flood. Today we're talking about believing in yourself and 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 trusting in who who you are and and also be, being being who you are. And so I I want to throw out first of all, I want to give you a quote that I just love from Vincent van Gogh or Gogh. Um you hear a voice within you. If you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, then by all means paint, and that voice will be silenced. I love it because basically what he's saying is don't tell yourself you can't do something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know um, for any of you who know art at all, Vincent, um, early on in his art career, was really a couple of his original paintings were not or drawings were not that good. But he worked very hard to improve, obsessively hard. And um, and I think all of you know that some of uh, there was some bit of mental illness there. But but. I think his quote that if you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, then all means paint, and that voice will be silenced, Mm -hmm. I think speaks to us about life in general Mm -hmm. and, and how we've got to get rid of the negative inner voices that we have. So I want us to talk a little bit as we move forward in the show 
about components of self-belief and in which areas do you perhaps struggle? And maybe we can talk through that as we are we are moving along. But let's go on back to the phones. We have Cynthia. Is it from Paris, Mississippi? Yes, ma'am. Paris. I do. Okay. Where is Paris, Cynthia? Um, uh, halfway between Oxford and Bruce. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, my father. He wanted a son. I was the only child, and he raised me as his son. Mm-hmm. So I was always encouraged to do the best I could do and be the best I could be, whether it was in a swimming meet with girls or boys and girls to try to win. So, um, so your your father. I find it interesting the way you started this. Your father raised you as if you were a son, and it sounds like because of that, he perhaps told you you could do anything. Um, I find it, I hear what you're saying, and it sounds like a great dad who empowered you to be everything you could or wanted to be. But I heard that sex differential, and I wonder, I think it does happen in the South, even still. But back for sure, when I was growing up, there was a divide. And that if you were born a boy, if you were born a boy, you um, had more of the world opened up to you than you did if you were born a girl. What do you think about that, Cynthia? Do you? I agree, and that's why I'm glad I was raised with the strength he gave me Mm -hmm. to be strong. I mean, I'm totally feminine, and it's just that I have acquired good business sense and know when people are trying to pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> he just, he taught me just so many valuable lessons. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it sounds like he taught you how to take care of yourself rather than expecting someone else to take care of you. And I I think that is a, a wonderful empowerment gift that he gave you. And that is what we should be doing for all all of our children is to allow them, and autonomy is something I was going to get to, um, because autonomy is one of those pieces of of being all that you can be um, that's necessary. Because if you don't have autonomy, if you don't feel like you're free to do do what you want to do and and that you can do it without having other people help you toward it um that that is something that is very valuable for for us to gain so 
So, Cynthia, you put something out there that I try to often talk to parents, um, the parents of my grandchildren, but the parents of my patients also, is to instill in your child how important it is to, to feel, to be that self-assured individual with confidence that you can achieve what you want to achieve. It might not be easy. And back to <laughs> Jermaine, I'm going to go back to you. Um, it might not be a natural thing for you to dance, for example. Right. But if it's not a natural thing for you to dance, you know you can learn to dance. You may not be the best of the best, but nonetheless, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what we have to remind our ourselves you know as long as we are giving it our dead level best Mm -hmm. as long as we're giving it an effort then we are a good person we can achieve things and we can master things Mm -hmm. so um this might be a good time for me to kind of step through some of those components of self uh self-beings and self-belief that we may struggle with. Um, But while I'm going through these, listeners, I'd love for you to call in. You know how much I love our callers because it adds so much to the show, as our first two callers already have. We're talking about um, components of self-belief now. So let's talk about areas in which we may struggle a little bit. Because sometimes we can get stuck with something holding us back. So, first of all, I think the one of the biggest ones is self-worth. Um, do you really value yourself? Do you really believe that you are a good human being? And do you agree that you're as good as any other person out there? Because that's one of the the play. You don't have to talk about being better, but to to make yourself believe that you are as good as anyone else out there is is important. And then um, self confidence. We've talked about that already some, but do you do you have that? Do you feel pretty good about? your skills and your abilities and your personal qualities. And if you don't, um, what have you done to try to make those changes? If you feel like your abilities aren't what they need to be, have you worked toward doing something to make a change there? So sometimes when we um, don't feel good, what we do is we get mired in that negative thought. Instead of pulling yourself up, like our previous caller talked about, telling yourself that you can do anything, you just have to work at it. So uh, I think that is is a big part of that self-worth and self-confidence. And I see we have a caller who just called in, Mary from Kosciuszko, who's talking about that very thing. Um, Mary, it sounds like your your thoughts came on as I was talking. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, well, thank you for taking my call. 
Um, I just wanted to make some comments about what you've already talked about. Sure. Uh, when I was uh, coming up, there were uh, ten of us in our family, eight children, and we were we were poor. We didn't have the clothes to wear that some people did, and we didn't have the thing. We didn't get to go and do things that other people did, but we never went hungry. We worked hard to help raise our gardens, and mm-hmm. my parents were not the kind that really stressed uh, that you need to do better for yourself. But I always had that uh, in me. Uh, I had enough brothers and sisters that I could line them up, and I was either going to be a teacher or a missionary. (laughs) So, and I worked hard uh, out, you know, teaching my brothers and sisters uh, out on the front porch. And my father was an alcoholic, and several of my brothers turned out to be alcoholics. And I had many obstacles that I, I had to face in life. Mm-hmm. But even back at that younger age, I always knew in my heart that I was going to do better. I was going to do something. And I got married at 17, but that I didn't let that stop me. Later on, I went back to school with my daughter. When she got old enough to graduate, we went back to school together, and wow. she became a teacher. And I graduated with her from junior college and senior college. Wow. So, and then I taught, uh, and then I'm retired. So I knew all along that I was not going to let those obstacles stop me from doing what I wanted to do, even though some people, you know, would make fun of, of us, and they would, uh, we were just the poor little children, you know, from that way back out in the country. But I didn't look at myself like that. We can overcome things like that, and... And even though you're discriminated against, it might not be race. It could be because you're not rich. It could mm-hmm. be because you don't look like anybody else. But you don't have to accept that. You can do better if you just try and just keep on. Beautiful words, Mary. I am so impressed with you going back to college and, and graduating and, and teaching. That is wonderful. And that is exactly what we're talking about, is, is being all that you can be and, and allowing yourself to have the positive self-talk. That's what you did. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that is what the when when we get down and and mired in something difficult, if we just make ourselves learn how to say, "I can get through this," and "I can do this," mm-hmm. and I'm That's right. right. That positive self talk is so very important. And you've just po- pointed out you clearly had somewhat of a difficult childhood i think alcoholism in a family is always hard no matter mm-hmm. no matter what and living in poverty has has been pointed out over and over to be an adverse childhood experience but we know that some people come out of all of that fine and you're you're Absolutely. a good example as to why right right <laughs> well mary thank we, uh, you Go ahead. You do not have to take no 
and you do not have to sit back and do nothing. If you do nothing, you are going to accomplish nothing. But if you get out there and do all that you can do, you will do it if you're determined enough. You have to want it, and you have to go for it, but you can do it. That is exactly correct, and that is exactly one of these components of self-belief, that environmental mastery that didn't completely make sense to me um, at first, like I said, but, but you believe that your work, your actions will lead to the results that you desire. So that's one of those things that you have to have. So Absolutely. Perfect, Mary. Thank you for your call, and congratulations on your lovely accomplishments. I know your family's very proud of you. I can't imagine. Well, they say they are. <laughs> I, am, I am certain that is real. I have no doubts about that at all. All well, right. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Thank you, Mary. You too. Okay, let's stay on the phones. We have Craig and Biloxi with um, a message. Hi, Craig. Uh, I'd just like to say that uh, there are blogs and forums for everyone, no matter what your issue is. You know, if you feel too big or or too little or, or your orientation or your health issues, there are blogs for people for, for everything, and you can get to like-minded people. And uh, with with my issue, I used to go to the beach and feel self-conscious. And then I listened to Popeye. I remembered Popeye's song is, I am what I am. That's right. I yeah. am. What? How does it go, Popeye the Sailor Man? I, I am what I am, and I'll be what I'll be. be yeah. uh, <laughs> that, that was the line that, that, that made me through. And the serenity prayer helped, helped, too. <laughs> I love it because that's that's where we have to go. I am what I am. I am who I am, and that's what I will be. And so I I think I hadn't thought about Popeye in many years, Craig. <laughs> Good to hear that. So, um, did do you think that 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 type of thought has lived with you and helped you through life? Uh, yes. It, it, I have never really uh, subscribed to, to any really like group mind or, or mob mentality. Uh, I, I've always been an individual and, and I have my own thoughts. And, and uh, so I didn't, didn't have an issue with that part of it. But, you know, my self-image was you know I, I'm skinny and I and I would go to the beach like I and uh, like I was at Tampa Beach when I when I realized that you know I, I can't change and and I was it, it, that didn't happen until I was in my mid twenties. I'm a senior now, but I still remember the the, the day that, that that popped into my head and you know someone's got to make all them weightlifters look really good and that was me. <laughs> That's one way to think about it. Well, Craig, thank you for your call. That was great. I think we just have to accept who we 
are. And if there's something that we want to improve, work toward that improvement. It's okay. But but to to believe in your worth and believe that you can do that is important. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with Jermaine Flood today. And we are talking about being and believing. Being being our whole self, being in life, and then believing in ourselves and our self-worth and who we are. And we'll, we'll talk more about that as we're moving along about what we need to do to make sure that we are all the way grounded um, in doing this and accomplishing in our being and believing in ourselves. Um, but we're going to go back to the phones. We have Cameron, who's patiently waiting in Ocean Springs about an analogy of overcoming challenges. Um, hey, Cameron. Hi, good morning. How are you? Doing great. Tell us what your I, thoughts um, are. Well, I guess it's afternoon now almost. But uh, anyway, uh, just some feedback that I'd like to share because I feel like uh, feedback and uh, sharing sharing helpful advice is probably uh, also a pretty substantive part of personal growth as well, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and, and one thing that, that I've really found important for myself lately is a bit of a metaphor um, which says that if there is no pressure, there is no diamond. Um, and that's the sort of a takeaway that I've got from some training that was actually developed by Diana Kaposta. Um, but that essentially the metaphor is pretty clearly that, you know, essentially these very high precious materials or byproducts of our personality in this metaphor are the direct result of, of high pressure situations and our ability to, to, uh, to them. And uh, it's really only in and weathering those unique challenges that the, 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 the preciousness is, is definitely a byproduct of being able to uh, adapt to those situations. So I feel that that is personally very um, not easy mm-hmm. advice to follow, but very encouraging, uh, a, a very encouraging mantra uh, in times of, of challenges. I love that. I, I think if there's no pressure, there is no diamond is is something that we all need to remember. You know, life is never going to be without challenges, without some pressure, without some anxiety. And I, I do I do think that sometimes we in in the US um, get angry if anything is difficult at all, if if there is any pressure, if there's any level of difficulty. You know, we were we were laughing um, about the the fact that, you know, sometimes everybody gets a trophy because we don't want anybody to be disappointed um, that, you know, the pressure of having to take a test is unfair or the 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 pressure of 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 grades well there i will say there is a lot of data that says a little bit of anxiety a little bit of pressure a little bit of push um 
tends to improve performance. And so it's we need to quit wishing for the perfect life um, with with everything being just the way we want it, utopia, so to speak. Because you know, if you if you look at historically, um, you the the attempt at creation of you utopia is typically um, where where societies tend to decline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we have to yeah. be careful about that, right? Um, Absolutely. Okay. So, Cameron, you brought up something very, I think we all need to, to remind ourselves about. It's overcoming the challenges that makes our worth even stronger, our our being even stronger. And I think it empowers us even more. I think so, too. You know, I'm just to piggyback off of what Cameron was saying. Um, sometimes the people in, in, in the worst situations that we tend to think are bad situations usually come out like a diamond because they've been in that pressure for so long. Um, just case in point, he when he said that, he made me think of Jay-Z, who was born to a single mother in the projects. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. was a drug dealer in his early life. And yeah. now he's a billionaire. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not because he was a drug dealer, not because because he's outstandingly talented. But sometimes living in those high pressure situations pushes you more than staying, I guess, in a in a in a low pressure situation to get out and be able to um, autonomously do things on your own Mm -hmm. um, in such a way that you're able to kind of take yourself fully out of poverty and catapult yourself into, you know, riches. Right. So, right, but it takes effort and um, and often pressure, and so I think the 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 point is a good one and a good reminder that, and you know we see it all the time. People who live in in very very wealthy families many times are not very very successful. Their mm-hmm. parents were, mm-hmm. but many times their outcome is not as good because there's no pressure mm-hmm. to 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 really accomplish anything or to do um, things autonomously or um, to do and and that might be the mm-hmm. biggest issue mm-hmm. is that there's always this other over them and so they don't have to do right. anything autonomously right so Cameron, thanks. That was very, yeah, I, I believe you've called before and you always have wonderful, thoughtful calls. Um, we are going to stay on the phones. Let's go on to John in Magnolia. Hi, John. Uh, good morning. How are you this morning? Doing well. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was listening to those people talking. I had, I had a great story myself, and I know that you can come out of what you're in if you trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I was born 1936. I was born on the Indian Reservation, and I was raised by Cherokees and by white people. And at the age of 16, I got tired of working in the coal mine, and I joined the military. And at the age of 17, I was in the Korea uh, prison town. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. here, never went to a school, never been inside of a schoolhouse. And because you don't have parents, nobody to teach you nothing, you can make it without going the wrong way. And so it's been a blessing to me. I, 
Uh, I came to be a minister and, and all of that, and I've been to several different countries and ended up in Mississippi, came here in 1978, and, uh, and I had met a lot of people, but I was just listen to you how you was talking see back in them days it wasn't no psychiatrists uh no uh people to help people that was in disturbed you know right if, if you didn't have no parents to do it and see that's the way i was raised i came to be a radio announcer and all of that wkxv in knoxville tennessee in my hometown and then i came to be uh a minister in the pentecost church and had some great peoples that uh, the white people that raised me. They had one son. His name was Stanley, and me and him we had our own room, and and uh, we went on. We made it. We went to the military, and we came back. And hey, I'm still him, 86 years old, and I'm still doing the Lord's work. Wow. I didn't get in no trouble. I didn't steal. I didn't go drugs. I didn't do what these young people's doing today, killing and all of that, because they wasn't raised. The parent, the Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. It said, beat that child. But they passed the law that you can't whip the child. You know, they, and that's that's wrong because the children is running the house. Uh, you know. Well, John. Um- I don't 100% agree with you about beating the child, but you've got to have rules, and you do have got to have limits, and you need someone to raise you. I think you've pointed something out, John, though, that's very impressive, is that you went through some some pretty significantly trying times and have come out as an incredibly good person who has contributed back to society, you could have done completely the opposite. And there are many people who blame um, what happened to them on why on their actions of today. And you didn't allow that to happen to you. So no, ma'am. we need more people like you out there who 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 can do that. But that takes incredible strength. And yes, yeah. And so I I just want to commend you for that that the yes, fact that you were able to do that and at eighty six you were still kicking and giving good advice I appreciate it so yes, yes, thank ma'am. you for your call yes, yes ma'am all God right bless well bless you. Yeah. bless you too thank you um well. Jermaine, in the last couple of minutes, wow, we've had some great callers, haven't we? We did. We did. We did. Now, to go along with our last caller from John, I did get whoopings. So (laughs) I know there's some who do and some who don't. Um, My mom told me the same thing John said, and I was like, I don't believe (laughs) you. Spare the rod, spoil the child. I don't believe it. But yeah, I mean, you know, coming back and looking on the backside of things, just everything that I had instilled in me um, just literally made me the being that I am. And I'm glad to be who I am. Yes. And that's where we all need to go. Now, okay, I'm going to say discipline is one of those other shows that we need to have. Mm-hmm. I would like to substitute spare the rod with spare the discipline, spoil, spoil the, the child, child because right. there are other forms. Yeah. We can talk about that um, later on. We'll do another <laughs> show on that one day. Um, but 
Okay. In the last minute or so, I just want to cover a couple of things. So some tips to start building trust in ourselves. Um, First of all, do what you say you're going to do. Make sure that if um, you're you're going to do something, um, do it. And then if you can't do it, if you don't have the time to do it, if you believe you might not be able to, then say no. I think that's a lot of times where we start falling down in feeling good self-worth is that we don't know how to say no. We overload ourselves. And so then we feel bad because we didn't complete something. So talking to myself here. Okay. The other thing is do what you believe is right. Live up to your values. If someone asks you to do something that you don't believe is right, don't do it. Another one, be clear and be very clear about who you are and what you want and clarify that in your own mind and then clarify it to others. Okay, I'm going to have to stop there because I know our time is up, but I just want to thank everyone, all of our callers, and I I want to thank Jermaine for being here with me today and joining in the conversation. It was a delight. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and funding is provided in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and support from our listeners. If you'd like to hear this podcast, this show again, or any other episodes, please listen on the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. I'd really love for you to listen to the all four uh, Bs of, of life. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone.